you got an intro for this for this madness? I think so. Okay. I'm well, ready. I think I think I can do it. <laughs> I, be- I mean, I believe in you. Like, I'm, I'm not like calling into question whether you can or can't. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll do it, and if you don't like it, just refuse to speak. Until... I'll just hang up the call. <laughs> Gumby. It's a gas. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and emerging from a little red square of clay, it's your co-host, James Barron. What's up, childish Gumbino, James Barron here. <laughs> How's it going, Gareth? Oh, you were sitting on that this whole yeah, time. Yeah, man. Oh, I do like being the pokey to your Gumby, though. That That is very wonderful, an image. I'm your horse companion <laughs> yeah. out here. I just thought of that and couldn't yeah. not use it. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. Like, people can stop now. That's that's as good it's as I think any podcast show. this week is going to do. Yeah. 30 seconds? No. There's oh. still much more entertainment to come, Gareth. Because oh. we watched the Gumby movie this time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. From the 90s, made by people in their 70s. Yeah. So good, so confusing. I went in, I went in watching this as cold as you'd be in Gumby's enemy's freezer's truck, <laughs> truck's freezer. Yeah, <laughs> Gumby's enemy freezer from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised. And very confused. I did watch it with audio because I'm glad. no subtitles for this exists. No, no. Um. Oh my gosh! And then yes, later with the Floyd. Uh, what? Tell me about. Tell me. I know nothing about Gumby. I've learned a little bit. I've been to Gumby'sWorld.com sure. now. Good. I've you know required. Yeah, I've got a small piece of paper where I wrote down everyone's names that I could as I could learn them. <laughs> um, but tell me, tell me about your life and your Gumby and Mate. how this green man has shaped you like he shapes himself. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, growing up, I uh, my best friend, uh, my one of my one of my very good friends from when I was um, five years old, is still friends today. Mm. Um, their um, parents were obsessed with Gumby. They had Gumby <laughs> merchandise all over their house, and I had no idea what Gumby was until mm. like they they had like Gumby. Um, like blockhead uh, bookends in their house, and like uh, oh, they yes. had a small figurine of Gumby in their car. Um, <laughs> is awesome, uh, but yeah, I had no idea. Gumby, take the wheel. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea who Gumby was or what his deal was until I met this person, and then we watched the um, the Gumby movie together at a very young age, probably like Whoa. probably like five or six years old is the first time I watched the Gumby movie. And it's a trip, uh, yeah, <laughs> for a small child. Like it's Gumby ostensibly is a kids show. It is um, mm. for children. It's just that it is completely wild. It has the sensibilities of like the. It was made originally in the sixties. Um, yeah, has the sensibilities of like sixties seventies. Like very much mm. rock, rock and roll is coming in. 
Uh, it's heavily tied with music and I don't know, the whole show just sort of has a like acid trip kind of quality to it. Um, oh yeah. And yeah, I was terrified at several instances watching this movie, <laughs> but, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially later in life revisiting it. And it's just been a, like a fixture for me, uh, Gumby. I've, I've, I wasn't like driven to the point of obsession, but I do love everything about Gumby and whenever I see him I smile (laughs) (laughs) so that's my uh long distant history with Gumby but how does he sync with Pink Floyd eh (laughs) Gareth uh well this is one of if this this is one of or maybe the first this is the first one we've covered Mm. where we're not the first people to try to sync the movie with dark side of the moon yo really i didn't know that that's awesome there's a reddit post on reddit.com r pink floyd okay and where a year ago so while this podcast was alive oh shit someone called proxa argues that the gumby the movie syncs with dark side of the moon Mm. um Oh my goodness. Oh, this person must have been listening to us because they've just chosen random movies and tried it. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've got some moments and they end it with, so yeah, give it a shot if you want and I'll have you know, Reddit user, you proxer, we did give it a shot. We did give it a shot, mate. This, this one's for you, man. Like, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> I love that someone else has done this. <laughs> That's great. Oh my gosh. Um, one comment. Okay. And it, the person didn't give it a shot if they wanted. Oh. They just said that it syncs up with every film ever made at some point. This person's got to listen. Yeah. Oh my God. Godzilla Zeron. That's our catchphrase. Hey man, shout outs to the subreddit. If you listen and you're, you subscribe to the, to the Pink Floyd subreddit, shout outs to you. This show is kind of perfect yeah. for you. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wonderful news. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh man this user has gone on to post stuff about the simpsons as well maybe it's Hell just yeah. maybe it's you us <laughs> yeah maybe when i sleep i wake up as a redditor <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> someone should make that into a horror movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> so spooky ah. now nah, shout outs to reddit shout outs to you guys that's, that's <laughs> shout outs to reddit yeah no one says that these days i'm shouting out all um, of reddit goodness wow all of yeah, it at the top of the show <laughs> what could go wrong uh <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no uh maybe we should start a subreddit in response to this oh yeah r slash sync floyd we'll let the fans do it um anyway <laughs> that's neither here nor there gareth uh we've <laughs> got to get back to to the gumby and and his mm. wa- wacky adventures and and definitely wacky. because yeah i'm i'm happy to to put in the work we've done the we've done the science if you don't want to give it a shot as per the reddit <laughs> post just listen to this episode because we have and we'll we'll cover it yeah. off succinctly um and we've done it in a <laughs> potentially sacrilegious and terrible way um because this week i chose the exact um version of the film that we wanted to watch because the the issue with the gumby movie is that it was only ever released on vhs and it was released Mm. several times on vhs because there were certain parts of the film that were cut for being too (laughs) 
<laughs> extreme and strange for tr- children to comprehend. Uh, wow. Uh, so <laughs> there are like there is there are different versions of this movie where um, different cut scenes are cut out there all over the place and. Like this, I I had to choose one basically at random, and I chose it mainly because this one starts with commercials that came with <laughs> the the VHS, like built in, um, mm. advertising other things for kids vision. Uh, so we got to cover, and I decided that we should sync from there, because why not? Well, of course, that's how Pink Floyd would have written the album was taking an the vhs right? like the yeah the ads beforehand that's what it, what they I would mean, have you'd had. be crazy not to think that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes uh should we should <sighs> we get down to it gareth are you ready are you yeah. mentally oh yeah prepared i will never be <laughs> mentally prepared for this <laughs> good excellent oh. that is the correct response on my void comp test um <laughs> so let's go in we get into speak to me as these adverts for kids vision start up <laughs> a, a programmer a program that i don't think is running anymore i would be very surprised if it surely was surely not um, but they were putting out all manner of <laughs> programming oh gosh other than gumby they're like a distributor i guess but they advertise all these mm. different programs at the top of the show and we're gonna cover them off here <laughs> Starting off with Real Wheels, which is a show seemingly about big trucks and people crashing those big trucks and cars. It's about anything on wheels. We've got construction foreman Dave and Becky getting into all kinds of silly troubles. (laughs) Apparently. Yeah. I would not trust Dave with my life. He destroys an entire building and then just goes oh whoopsie oh whoops classic classic bloody foreman dave um mm. weird thing to note in this as well uh the the announcer says even santa gets in on the fun santa <laughs> is here driving around in a delorean from what looks or like a <laughs> sedan of some kind yeah uh just rocking some real wheels this guy what what is going on yeah with Sa- santa classed as a vehicle like <laughs> <laughs> legally he has to be that's how he travels that fast okay. yeah i think it's just that they had to try and shoehorn him into the real wheels somehow <laughs> yeah. that's so good they're like well we have a santa costume we don't have a sleigh <laughs> we do have uh dave's car <laughs> yeah incredible uh, he also roller skates santa oh and then he God. immediately just it cuts to get all your real wheels toys and it is um oh v- vhs yes. sorry it is fire truck songs bulldozer songs train songs and of course santa claus yes songs. <laughs> the other the fourth vehicle available yeah uh, yeah so yeah the real wheels is its own series which is all about um, those cars and stuff. And then there's rockin' real wheels, which is all just songs about those things. Oh. They're two separate shows. Whoa. And I, was, I was floored to find that out. <laughs> just in case you want to have a wee <laughs> sing song about a truck, you got rockin' real wheels coming along. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh my goodness. I had no idea about yeah. that. That is shocking. <laughs> I want to track oh down my- some of these VHSs, eh? um yeah this definitely feels like we've steered into an alternate universe oh yeah like they in fact this whole film has but especially these ads 
simply because it's like they expect us to understand. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't. We lack the universe. We lack the molecules to understand. Even that. as like little kids, this is so much visual information being thrown at you. Mm. It's so quickly. It, it's so difficult to follow that like I wouldn't even know that real wheels was a thing. I would just see all this stuff and be like, oh my God, trucks, Jesus. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't be able to retain a single piece of information here, but that is what we try and do on the show. So we've done our best. Yeah. Um, so following on from this, we've got, uh, we're listening to breathe by the way, over these strange commercials, mm. we've got um, real animals where you spend a day with the following animals again it, these come in sets of four so there are lions horses monkeys and whales <laughs> yeah. these are the four animals on offer with real animals <laughs> all other animals they're fake don't believe in them yeah of course <laughs> there are only four kinds of animal it's mm. <laughs> the series will teach you uh, oh, finally someone's out there saying it and it's kid vision (laughs) oh the next one is the one like that kind of shocked me to my core we've got dream big which is a show where wishing well willie an orange clad top hat wearing careers advising wizard (laughs) of course uh, gives kids the ability to uh test out their dream careers basically by granting a wish so they're like i wish Mm. i could be this and then you get to see them live a day in the life of that um wishing well willie cares a lot about clearly defined gender roles as well oh yeah Uh, because the two things on offer uh, there's two per gender here according to willie um and Mm. there's cowboy and football player for boys and cheerleader and ballerina for girls oh wishing well willie you've really <sighs> even for 90s you're, you're yeah, behind 1995 wishing well willie maybe uh, <sighs> stop pushing your agenda all right <clears throat> there are definitely yeah. male ballerinas and female cowboys all right listen mm. just Oh. reel it in mate i guess it's hard he must live in a well yeah surely. true it doesn't get out much only to grant yeah. the wishes of the the well wishes you know <laughs> his orange outfit was uh silver when he bought it it's just rusted <laughs> oh no uh, he's got a like Patton oswalt kind of vibe this guy as well mm. i just i he seems like friendly and earnest but just sort of set in his ways <laughs> I, I have yeah. I think I have the most questions about that show, but it, yeah. But I did. I feel like if you sat down with Wishing Well Willie, you could educate him. I don't think his <laughs> his four VHSs on um, cowboy football player ballerina and cheerleader are coming from a place of malice. Yeah, maybe he doesn't have that many magical powers, and he's unfortunately just got too much bravado and backed himself up a little too much. Yeah, it could be. we gotta teach him teach him grant Mm. his wish you know oh my gosh okay now here we go we got the the next one (laughs) the last one the next ad (laughs) the last ad in this series is kind of a bombshell this one is nuts yeah there's okay so this this uh what is it called it's like phase abcs there's only two of these um yeah but it's dogs dressed as people 
and this <laughs> this is introduced by the announcer as here at Kids Vision, we've got the silliest G williest dogs you've ever saw. <laughs> Which is excellent. Um, yeah. And the dogs... And it cuts to these dogs with the most serious faces I've ever <laughs> yes. seen. Okay, so we we get introduced to the dogs on offer. And they are four pictures of identical dogs. <laughs> the, yeah. These dogs are clearly siblings of the same litter, but man, they it's just, it's just four shots of the same dog. I don't... Yeah. Like... It's unreal, uh, but they have the best names of all mm. time. We have our title character, Fay Ray. Uh, we have these. I can't believe these are real dog names. Who chose these out of like existing all the dog names on offer? It's so good. Right. So, yes. Sorry. Fay Ray, Betty. Yeah. Chundo. <laughs> Chundo. And Crookie. Oh. <laughs> uh, the four. Yeah. Oh my god. Batty's kind of warning you. Batty. Yeah. All the dogs pretty neutral. Batty is kind of sticking out their like lower teeth. Like, oh look out, folks! Chundo's coming up. (laughs) Chundo. Oh, shout outs to Chundo wherever you may be. Almost certainly dead by this point, but I hope you lived a full life, Chundo. Spelling out the ABCs. It's just. We get shots of, like, these dogs being arranged into the shapes of letters. Dogs dressed mm. as clowns. Like, what on earth, kids' vision? You saved the weirdest for last. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Wonderful. But, yeah, I wanted like, to talk um, about them. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they're in our lives. I'm glad we've <laughs> singed them to Pink Floyd. This, would- this whole experience is, like how Bernie Mac used to come out on stage and begin his set with like, I ain't scared of you, like yelling at his audience <laughs> to say he's not scared of them. Just so no matter what, they're ready for whatever's going to happen. Man. It's the same thing. Gumby has sent out yep. these four kid visions of the apocalypse <laughs> to like tell us that he's not scared. No, yeah. He's preparing you mentally, for building your fortitude mm. for what's to come. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. It's... It's just wonderful. These alone are, like, worth the watch. Seek this out. It's available. Oh, yeah. The whole Gumby movie is available for free on YouTube. So, seek this out. It just it just watch these commercials because they are wonderful. Um, yeah, we'll have a link to the exact version we've put in our, like, show notes. Awesome. So. Oh, boy. Uh, so, here we go. Halfway through Breathe, when we finally start the movie <laughs> proper, um unreal no speak to me opening titles you know the drill on this episode we've got no the drill is unknown no we are fully unknown without a drill here um (laughs) and we've got the legal warning about copyright infringement that this youtube video clearly violates we've got um (laughs) kid vision flying into frame again one more final hurrah from them distributing this wonderful vhs and then we've got the opening titles proper. We've got that they are presented in space with <laughs> the Gumby text is formed from mm. pl- green plasticine flying into frame. Extremely dramatic. There is radio chatter as if this is a, like NASA space program out here. Mm. Just <laughs> coming in. The Gumby, the title card for this movie is just the word Gumby and the number one. 
Like, yeah, that is a Scott like, move a to say. Yeah, I thought it as they were like, "Don't worry, there's definitely going to be sequels." Yeah, the the baller energy of using just one. <laughs> what movie? Yeah. Who says like the Matrix one? Like, yeah, I guess there was Pokemon the first movie, yeah. but by that point, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's an equal thing that there was a full world already established yeah that's like movie but at least that's saying the first movie we've made it's not saying gumby one no (laughs) gumby one oh man it is officially called the gumby movie it's just that it's not Mm. it's just it's not uh presented as such in the film uh but i'm yeah like how fast and furious 9 is called fast and furious 9 on on screen but everyone's calling it f9 f9 yeah just like just like that I'm already scared from these opening titles and how they're presented, (laughs) by the way. Um, As a small Mm. child, this is enough to set me off. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Pink Floyd say, race towards an early grave as we leave, breathe, go into on the run as these (laughs) ominous chords are coming in. And we see the the final title, uh, which is the director, Art Clocky. Um, who are the people that made Gumby originally and are still mm. making Gumby at, as at 1995. Like they, this series started back in the fifties and it's still yeah. going unreal. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so much respect for that. <laughs> for real though. It's, it's an impressive dedication. Um, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So we've got, uh, an alien <laughs> watching Gumby. <laughs> on a big space widescreen TV um, and watching in widescreen as well, which is like this movie is not presented in. It's a four by three, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty nuts. Um, but yeah, he's on the goddamn moon. The dark side of it, <laughs> potentially. It's quite dark out here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, I'm loving it. But he's he's beaming in Gumby from Earth with a big satellite dish and floating above this satellite dish is the goddamn monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey um, just up here. It splits into two, a green and a red monolith, which fly towards Earth. Now, this is a a very surreal, strange opening. How how are you feeling in this moment? Lost, confused, (laughs) um... I'm assuming this was all deep Gumby lore that I didn't know, but like, <laughs> honestly, excited. Like we've always talked about it, the film's got to start in space. Yep. So we know that it's set on a planet. Yes. So that was useful. It fully does the thing that we talk about on the show all the time. It's like yeah. establish the universe. <laughs> then establish. And then granted, it all takes place in something very different to the universe as we know it's it. True. So it's sort of, Again, it's saying, like, forget what you know. Gumby ain't scared of you. <laughs> yes. It's presenting Gumby as he truly is without any context. Mm. Um, but, yeah. it's So, these two monoliths, they fly down to a cityscape on Earth. We mm. see like, the Earth come into frame. We see the a cityscape appear. It all, there are Gumby buildings around here. Um, people fucking love Gumby on Earth. But then we fly... <laughs> Even further down, even smaller, we fly into a toy store on mm. Earth, and then 
and then these small these monoliths are way smaller than we thought and they <laughs> they fly in and one of them lands on a set of clay here in the toy store a plasticine tray and turns into pokey uh friend uh key um assist he's the samwise gamgee of the um of the gumby universe <laughs> exactly uh He's a small red horse uh, made out of clay uh, who is Gumby's best friend, but is often hard done by. Uh, and, and Gumby just doesn't transform and continues flying away. And Pokey laments this. He's like, I, I wish I thought Gumby was going to land here. Damn it. <laughs> um, very confusing. Like mm. the, the, the whole thing with Gumby is that he is made of plasticine and the show do- not only doesn't shy away from that, it uses it constantly as mm. um, it's the medium is very much what Gumby is all about and what his malleability and uh, is part of his power. But he also has more powers and tricks up his sleeve to come. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm chill with that it'll make sense he's like he's yeah he's clay in universe and in reality yes. and like everyone else is it's just when we start meeting like humans made of clay that i get a little more confused oh yeah there are so many layers to gumby in terms yeah. of confusion um the fact that we are like so small at the moment as well we're inside a toy store and mm. like we're about to go even a layer deeper which is so wild um <laughs> but yeah uh a couple of guys show up are some extraneous characters a couple of uh, these are members of the clay boys uh gumby's mm. band as we will find out later um each of these guys <laughs> uh we've got fat buckle who is a guy um who looks a bit like Krusty the clown with his hair um mm. and we've got thin buckle uh the bassist and later on we have not met them yet but there's also no buckle <laughs> the the, the uh like rhythm guitarist of the band oh, i think he's the bassist is he but yeah okay it took me embarrassingly long to figure out that was their naming convention was the size of their buckles it's so weird it's so bizarre yeah. um that these guys are all based on their buckles um but <laughs> but that is just that's just how they do in gumby land like so there was never a time where they didn't have buckles i don't know and the gumby law they were formed with buckles potentially it's it's very confusing i don't know the mm. deep gumby law of the formation of the clay boys <laughs> um i wish i did uh, but there, I'm sure there is a story there in the thousands mm. of episodes of Gumby that exists. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, we are yet to see No Buckle, the, the bassist, um, but he will be coming. Also in this car is Low Belly, the dog, a dashend yes. uh, dog. To add levels of confusion, Gumby has a real dog um, mm. who is like not stylized really in any way. He's just a... a um, plasticine dog uh, and like unlike pokey who is indeed a horse um but is red and has his own sort of thing going on 
yeah, talks and does stuff. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. the Pluto goofy conundrum. Exactly. Um, playing out here in Gumby. Like, he has his own uh, problem in the same way. So, I think he rivals Mickey Mouse in terms... He's just a, an alternate variant, you know? <laughs> Yeah, Ima- I reckon. Imagine the world where uh, Mickey, like Disney and Mickey Mouse, <laughs> exactly. never happened, or like weren't nearly as popular as Gumby. <laughs> yeah, just it was the Gumby Corporation yeah. that bought Marvel, and like people go to Gumby World. Yeah. We're getting all oh. new, like constantly getting new movies, but it's all claymation, just all the time. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's super into clay. Okay, I'm into it. I'm pretty it. sure that's what it's like in this Gumby world. Like, that's the world of <laughs> Gumby. Oh, man. Oh, we're in a very, like, clay-based economy oh, yeah. instead. instead. Computers never took off the same way clay did. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm on board. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks- instead of a podcast, I guess we just carve into some clay yeah. and send it to people. Pod carvers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my god okay uh, <laughs> it's our official name for ourselves the sink floyd pod covers there we go finally we've got there okay yeah. um so meanwhile gumby instead of landing with pokey has gone to um visit his dad who is uh a fireman um it looks just like gumby except he's red and has like a bowl cut um yeah and his name is gumbo <laughs> Ah. Um, fun fact. His mum is called Gumbach. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. And he also has a little sister who doesn't have a line in this uh, movie as far as I'm aware. Um, but I... No, she just eats some cookies at the very yeah, end. But she she plays a bigger role in the series as well. Um, oh, okay. But anyway, uh, I don't think his mum has a big role in this movie either. It's just we need to establish nah. Gumbo as a character for later. Uh, we got... The crash sound as he comes down and talks to his dad for a bit, which doesn't really sync with anything. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, Pokey is uh, poking around looking for Gumby uh, and getting into trouble as Pokey does. He gets in the way of the firemen who are rushing out uh, down the sl- down the um, pole to go and sort of mm. fire out. And he nearly gets hit by a fire truck right as all the clocks go off <laughs> in time. Uh, which is yeah. which is pretty good. Um, and he misses Gumby by a hair here, who's still not around. Like, he just missed him. And so he's following around looking for Gumby still around the toy store. And we see uh, two other friends of Gumby here, Prickle and Goo. Um, mm. Prickle is a yellow dinosaur uh, with spikes. Yeah. On his back. Easy. Understood that. Definitely. Got it. It's then when we get to Goo. Things fall apart again for me. So, officially, Goo is a mermaid, uh, Mm. which, but she is sort of just like a blue slug shape. um, And she does a lot of strange things over the course of this movie. But then a lot of, a lot of Gumby... (laughs) a lot of people in the gumby world can do this kind of crazy stuff so you know like you can't knock mm. goo. goo goo has the weirdest name for sure um yeah but anyway she is here as well at the top of the slide with prickle hanging out and they slide down this enormous slide 
uh, only to smash into Pokey at the bottom, who is looking for Gumby, and they horrifically merge together to form <laughs> yeah. a Cronenberg nightmare, merging them, their three bodies together in a plasticine ball with their heads sticking out. Um, to which these guys are like, this must happen regularly or like fairly, it's a, it's a sort of workplace accident um yeah where <laughs> if you made a plasticine this could potentially happen to you um and yeah pokey's only response to this is that he says i won't believe it it can't be true and that's just his his whole feeling on the situation <laughs> just, for, <laughs> just complete denial um but yeah they can't separate and so mm. they have to go to the freaking hospital <laughs> um, they are wheeled in in an ambulance, like on a gurney, uh, to this like yeah. operating room. So this is one of the scenes. This whole hospital scene was cut, um, by the way, in a lot of the versions for ah. being too horrific, um, because sure. things are about to get wild. There is a uh, a cat scannerama machine we find out here, which is like it looks like a funfair hell ride <laughs> that's just installed <laughs> into the side of this hospital um with like a large felix the cat style face mm. terrifying <laughs> when it oh yeah when it turns on it's got flashing red eyes <laughs> like guys what are you thinking <laughs> um anyway we get like an extended uh sequence from the doctor uh investigating he says that this is the multiple compound fusion that these guys are suffering from and sends them into a machine the machine the cat scannerama to look at them um and he opens them up like they split in half because they're made of plasticine right and inside mm. there are these like dark splotches where there is showing this is apparently showing complete fusion uh, where the, their bodies have merged together in an irreversible <laughs> way, mm. which is horrific. Like the the level of like mental fortitude you need as a child when watching this to like understand right. like what is happening to these beloved characters. Like <laughs> what the hell? Um, For something that's never going to come back in this film as well. Completely. So much thought, so much horror. Yeah, completely pointless, all of this. Um, (laughs) So they put them in another machine, the deconfusion chamber, uh, which I like the name of, which is like just a Mm. weird like metal egg, um, which seals. Um, All of this fits way too well to time, by the way, which is playing over the top. (laughs) Just like a a dark hospital scene in the middle of your (laughs) kid's movie. Like, that fits very well. (laughs) You're like, how the hell did Mm. we get here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, (laughs) we even see, we see them on the screen inside this machine and we get like a little cutaway to them talking. And Goo just says, I'm scared. And I'm like, girl, same. <laughs> like, this is yeah. fucked up. Um, yeah, they activate this machine trying to separate them. And their faces, like, contort in horror. <laughs> it's it's awful. It's like fucking Akira or something is happening. Yeah. It's, it's so wild. Um, and yeah, they, like, start, like, violently 
warping and separating uh and they finally split into two pairs of like of each character so there's two of each Mm. um and (laughs) the doctor says we've split the chromosomes which is like implies i don't know like how does (laughs) like what does that mean like the he's divided their dna in half and like there's a girl and boy version of each or i don't know what that means i've not a clue oh it's i i feel like they just liked this phrase chromosomes i hope so it is it's direly upsetting um (laughs) yeah anyway thankfully uh the doctor quickly reverses this and they are finally fixed into their own bodies again once more um Mm. It's, yeah, they get out of the machine and they're like, well, that was a horrible experience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, Prickle says that he finally feels like a dinosaur again, but for a while there, I was worried. <laughs> Which is like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a nightmare. Also, it's worth noting while they're tangled up, their molecules and chromosomes combined. Yeah. They're very worried about the cost of this operation. <laughs> yes. Like, Prickle's really concerned about the bill, which is just a shattering indictment on the, yeah. like, American healthcare system. Got him. Just a roast, yeah. this whole thing of, of American yeah. healthcare. Um, thankfully, uh, once they come out, the doctor says that, the, that there is no bill, that this procedure was free, considerate, because, because the machine they were using was completely untested. Uh, yeah, <laughs> is the justification. So consider it an experiment. Um, he also offers them a free lunch as compensation, <laughs> which I find hysterical. Uh, so good, which they refuse. They like. They're like, no, I want yeah. to leave this hospital, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unreal. Uh, unabated, Pokey is still on the hunt for Gumby. They are looking yeah. around the toy store. Um, in the book department because Gumby has the ability, in fact, everyone in this realm, so long as they're made of plasticine, mm. has the ability to go into books as if they were their own world. Um, this is a regular feature of Gumby uh, as a series that I've never explained to you. <laughs> uh, but yes, this is mostly what the show is about with uh, Gumby exploring oh. various books and stories and inserting himself sort of Where's Wally style. Um, See, it all makes sense now. It's all falling together. You just put it into Wishbone yeah. territory and I'm right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Here's Wishbone. It's exactly the same vibe. Except yeah. he's like oh. 70s Wishbone with his own band. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot more of an explanation. He's sort of, I guess he's closer, if we're going by kids TV dogs, he's closer to Blue from Blue's Yes. Clothes. Like he's Blue skidooing into these Yeah, books. similar vibe to Blue to Blue and his and his skidoos yeah. for sure, yes. Um, which I, ha- as you know, I have my own problems with. And that's why yes. it's oh. probably like coming from Gumby, like is the deep seated <laughs> issue in my heart, honestly, if I explore my feelings. Um <laughs> As we want to do on the podcast. Uh, yeah. So do you believe that they, you know, how dare they copy the OG Gumby? I don't or know. Do you think Gumby laid down the rules better than Steve and Blue's Clues did? Well, like, it doesn't... 
like the issue that i have with um blue's clues is that the rules aren't clear um yeah. gumby follows its own internal consistency and in that like gumby can only <laughs> go into books and every time he goes into the book he comes out of the same book like mm. in blue's clues they have <sighs> i'm gonna get into it now blue often blue often goes into blue and steve or whoever the host of the show is at that point um can go into mm. a painting and explore inside the painting and that's all good but then they'll come out of a different painting in the house, which is of a different scene. Um, and they do this all the time. Like, and for me, I'm like, can this be used for effective matter transportation? Have we solved <laughs> like all like shipping around the world? If we can utilize the blue skidoo technique, like you can travel mm. the whole world. If you set up enough paintings up around like airports and now defunct, like, why is why is steve still receiving mail if he can travel to any location through a painting like this is these are my questions <laughs> yeah unless do the paintings exist in a different reality maybe they and thus he's only confined to paintings within his half cartoon house so the issue i have with that again i've thought of this is that like the the painting sometimes he can just jump out of a painting that's hanging from a tree outside so oh no yeah it's not like the magic is confined to within the house it's it's yeah you could use it outside so long as he has enough frames <laughs> like i don't know it's 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 strange but like maybe gumby yeah. has the same issues if gumby jumps into a book and then someone picks up that book and takes it away what happens <laughs> like mm. you know <laughs> i bet there's an episode about that uh, but anyway, oh, oh no, almost definitely. Yes, that's briefly my issue with <laughs> with Blue's Clues. <laughs> oh, thank you. The Blue's Clues conundrum. Um, yes. So yeah, Gumby can jump in and out of books, and that's what we see him doing. We see him hanging out, and he's investigating new um, dance and music techniques in these books, doing research for his band to put on a better show. He, we see him in like watching a tribal ceremony in a cave <laughs> yeah um which is bizarre and uh we see uh the gang have meanwhile split up and gone into different books to look for gumby um and gumby goes into a dancing dervish book we see people uh dancing with swords uh wild hmm. that this comes back later but we'll get there um <laughs> uh we also and um we see pokey looking around in a book and get chased by a rhino uh just through the savannah <laughs> for some reason <laughs> wonderful oh yeah <laughs> but yeah they couldn't find him they 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 split up and then eventually gumby bursts out of the dervish dance book and knocks pokey to the floor as we go into a uh, great gig and then the the band show up and they are like, all right, let's go practice. And poor Pokey's all upset, but reluctantly like hops in with everybody. And then they go off to practice. Yeah. Um, they go to the book uh, Down on the Farm, which is, a be I believe, a regular feature in the show as well. I think this. Oh, okay, that's really I think they just live here in this book a lot of the time. Uh, okay. They've got their own yeah. farm where they hang out um and yeah like 
but within down on the farm is like a whole world unto itself there's a town um with a cafe and a whole populace of people and yeah. a farm like many farms of many people all captured within this book world it's mm. yeah very interesting no wonder like gumby has such a wild and interesting life because he can try each book is so full of life and wonder like yeah it's also not that surprising that this book is always in the toy store and has never sold <laughs> if it's just a detailed description of every single farm bank yeah right and like person in the town it's a truly terrible book but at least it's like so <laughs> detailed that gumby can make a life for himself in there oh <laughs> Um, so i guess that's our mission to everyone like if you're gonna make something terrible fill it with enough detail for gumby to live there you in. go <clears throat> much mm. like this podcast exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's the real reason we do it is just to give gumby little worlds so that he to can explore different in. movies it's just that he has yeah. to do it through the lens of pink floyd <laughs> oh my god to get the rock connection oh. in there um yeah but yeah so they all <laughs> it's it's just so wild anyway they are going through this town um and there is the first appearance of the blockheads here who are our Mm. main antagonist in the gumby franchise uh we've got blockhead g and j here who are who are the main which is our bloody initials yeah that is we we are blockheads um yeah just a pair of bloody blockheads uh there are blockheads for each letter of the alphabet it's just that um g and j Ah. are the main antagonists of the gummy franchise for some reason i don't really know what the significance of them are but it's always them uh so that you know for the gumby lore heads out there thank you uh yeah they just like get into a sedan and drive away um they drive ahead because they've got a scheme of their own going they deliver Mm. this mail out to the farmers um who are living out here about loans there's this extremely complicated scheme where these nasty blockheads are um trying to get all these farms run out of business because they're just mean boys and so yeah they deliver these letters out and the (laughs) we see an old lady go out and check her mail and then just collapse from shock yeah. uh, and the and gumby and the crew uh jump out and check on her and it's because her farm's gonna get shut down because she can't pay her loans again this is a kids movie like what on earth um but yeah yeah it's so oh so intense so strange uh yeah so this has happened to many uh farmers out here we see like a whole group just like piled around the letterbox from collapsing which is which is the appropriate reaction to finding out you have to pay your loan like yeah Mm. you know whenever i look at my student loan balance i do fall on the floor in tears (laughs) yeah that's yeah Actually, uh, yeah. Prickle muses that borrowing money is dangerous as well, which I find hilarious. Just this yeah. philosophizing from a plasticine dinosaur. Um, He's definitely blaming the wrong people. He's 100%. Not, you know, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like 
this it's just so strange to have this happen over great gig in the sky as well all these very sad yeah. farmers like weeping over their loans <laughs> oh unreal um anyway we go we arrive at uh, gumby's farm here or the the barn farmhouse that they have out here uh where they yeah. where they have their band practices um and we get at the end of great gig is when they rock up and then we get the money ching coming in as uh no buckle makes his first appearance le- oh yeah leaping over the rafters uh no buckle has a weird aesthetic he's like a yellow um like dollop of clay with uh hair covering his eyes i think they're all supposed to be like parodies of um like 70s rockers or something oh yeah um but yeah this whole i just love that there's a presence of a band in this movie they, it feels mm. very pink floydy you know Oh, yeah. And especially the way... So, yeah, we get Arbuckle leaping around to the cha-ching. Yeah. Then, like, we hear him start warming up on his bass, exactly when the bass line comes yeah. in. And then old Low Belly comes along and tries to put on the radio and is stopped. But that kind of is, you know, the weird... The cha-chings and the samples. Yeah. And then they go three, two, one, and the guitar's kick in for money. Perfect. I was... Yeah, the Clay Boys are playing... <laughs> pink floyd they are tonight. they're the clay boys as well yeah the pink floyd boys yeah uh it's so good um but it's messed up because we cut away from this to bloody pick prickle and, and goo who are just out tending yeah. to the fields <laughs> while these guys rock out which i found pretty rude just just yeah. having his friends work the farm <laughs> while you play music i don't know um pokey's also upset by this because he used to be Gumby's best friend. It's only until recently mm. that, like, I, I don't know if in the series Gumby always has a band, the Clayboys. I think these guys were introduced for the film. Um, but, uh, yeah, Pokey is and always will be Gumby's best friend. And he's yeah. feeling left out because he's not a member of the band. Uh, and... <laughs> We, we cut back to Gumby's practice and he's doing some very upsetting moves. Um, <laughs> he's utilizing his clay form to oh, yeah. shape himself into multiple different things. Uh, yeah, it's it's very intense stuff. Um, and yeah, Gumby goes to check on uh, Pokey and says that he can be part of it as part of the big dance act um mm. and that cheers pokey right up so that's all good now they're mates again um <laughs> midway through the practice uh goo uh finds a marble in the hay down next to low belly and that's uh the dog um yeah and, and they go over they're having lunch together when she brings it over and it's actually a pearl it's worth uh at least a thousand dollars according yeah according to uh i think um thin buckle <laughs> it made me laugh uh, that they that he just knows that just the like concept of a thousand dollars is so funny in a movie uh oh yeah it's so weird that money is i mean it's black yeah. but it's such an issue in the gumby right? world the, eco- the the economy here of these farmers is like super important they are, they are yeah. book characters remember like that's yeah, true oh, it's it's wild uh-huh. um but- it is like because the beauty of a kid's movie and a kid's film 
is usually that you've got these characters that have the, you know, innocence of children and then the, like, freedoms of adults minus the responsibilities. Yeah. Like, you're never supposed to hear these characters worry about their taxes or something like <laughs> right. that. But in Gumby, that world still exists. Yeah, that is explicitly like, the issue in the Gumby movie, is that these, yeah. these farmers are destitute and they're forced to, like, vacate their homes unless Gumby intervenes. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Anyway, Gumby, like, takes the pearl and he's like, I'm going to show this to Professor Cap, who is a new character here as well. Is this, mm. like, bumbling professor type straight out of bloody food fight walking into this movie um <laughs> yeah and yeah he uh, uh gumby just drops in he walks straight he, so uh, this is another thing he walks into the wall of the farmhouse yeah transports out of the book um this is another wild thing that gumby can do he just like any seam in this world he can leave the book through um wild <laughs> And he just walks to a nearby book, which is the professor's book of science, mm. uh, where the professor is hanging out and doing experiments. And Gumby just knocks over a huge shelf of chemicals <laughs> yeah. that are like sputtering in the background. But the professor's like, no, it's fine. It's all good. And you just see like steam and smoke rising behind him. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, and he takes the pearl, analyzes it with a machine that tells him the exact chemical composition of it and the price of the of the pearl. This is a crazy machine. <laughs> um, it tells it. It says that it's not worth a thousand. It's worth two point four thousand dollars. Oh yeah, this this pearl, which is exceptionally specific, uh, <laughs> that this machine knows that much. It's yeah, knows how much someone will value it. Yeah. Like when you take it into the pearl it does store, does a quick appraisal just because it can. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, also, this machine is never used again. Like, yeah, of course, it's not. just for this pearl. Um, it's so good. Um, and then they're like, "Oh, sweet, okay, cool. Well, that will help with the farmers. You know, this pearl that we that mm. we found that lo- very lucky find." Um, the next day, uh, we see the band putting on their per- performance. Um, they're doing a uh, benefit concert for the um, for the farmers out here. Yeah. Um, and there are a group, there are huge amounts of people just watching them perform in like a gazebo, basically. Um, and yeah, including the blockheads who are out here. Everyone's just chilling and having a picnic, which I enjoy the vibe of quite <laughs> a lot. Even the like bad guys are here just enjoying, yeah. enjoying some sodas together. <laughs> I think that's very sweet. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, also, if everyone is hanging out, people are vibing in the front row, um, and we've got people describing, different characters describing the ways that the music is making them feel. They're saying, like, this music makes me feel funny. (laughs) (laughs) It is implied, I believe, that everyone is on drugs at this concert. Oh, yes. (laughs) uh it's it's very good i mean it is pink floyd's money still playing and it's in seven four times yeah. so i mean what are you supposed we to do? are deep in the source at this point like it <laughs> yeah. is yeah the whole solo is raging on over this performance um mm. yeah so the blockheads are hanging out and watching the concert between the goodies and the baddies is low belly who is just sitting on his low belly and having a bit of a moment <laughs> to himself He's just watching this performance and is moved to tears by its mm. sheer beauty and is crying tears 
that turn into pearls. Of course. You know, like dogs do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the blockheads lean over and see this and they're like, holy shit. <laughs> the blockheads never speak, by the way. They are completely silent yeah. characters. Um, they All of their action is uh, through mime. They sort of like got a pingu thing going on where they can't communicate mm. with sound. Um, See, I thought this would be all of Gumby was completely silent. So when Gumby spoke with his ex- fascinating little voice. Such a high voice. Yeah. I was very taken aback. Yeah, everyone speaks with, like, just as if they are normal kind of sounding people, I would say. Like, most of the characters mm. have just aren't putting on a voice, especially Pokey, who just sounds like a regular dude. Um, there's some kind of, yeah. like, filter over some people's voices to make them a little bit high-pitched like this. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Gumby sounds like he is on helium constantly. Uh, way higher voice for his his tall frame. <laughs> yeah uh but yeah uh anyway so the the blockheads see this and they scoop up the pearls that um low belly Mm. has created just because they're bad bad dudes and they steal the pearls yeah of course um and yeah after the performance um the gang go down to a cafe to celebrate and um spend some of that hard-earned dosh uh (laughs) <laughs> but uh, no dogs are allowed in this cafe. There's a sign on the door. And so Low Belly has to hang out in the car and listen to the radio, which is what he likes to mm. do anyway. So that's all good. Um, yeah. And yeah, so he's chilling out there. And then a couple of fr- fans from the show arrive. They're like groupies who are like chasing down the Clayboys to like get their autograph, get Gumby's autograph specifically. Um Yes, Tara and Ginger. I was very proud to have caught them. Yeah, names. amazing. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly important characters, these two. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, they are here and get roped into this whole situation, but end up like being very helpful. So, shout outs to you, Ginger and Tara. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they run in to get the autograph. Um, the Blockheads also arrive in their car <laughs> And they dognap low belly. They, yeah. they gra- get a big net and grab him and take him away. <laughs> um, and they've got this extremely complicated scheme uh, here. They, are, they have an elaborate plan that they've been brewing after the concert and are ready mm. to get underway. Um, so we go into us and them as we see what they are doing. They are driving... Uh, to out of the book they drive out of this book and into a uh, robotics book um which is a, a sciencey computer lab kind of place they put low belly low belly into a machine this machine looks as if it's like from the fly basically it's like two large chambers <laughs> made of glass mm. they put them in here and they put a metal skeleton into the neighboring uh machine and then they make a robotic clone of low belly (laughs) they make a a faux belly if you will um yeah oh very nice uh yes uh it's it's like a a sort of strange terminator situation that's happening here exactly um but yeah they make an evil robot version of a dog and then um they put the real low belly in a little cage and then they give him a bowl of water because they're not like not psycho like they at least give them a bit of water (laughs) 
<laughs> keep that dog alive. Um, and uh, the the robot dog runs out and Low Belly spills water on it, um, shorting it out and killing it instantly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brutal. We see this Problem like, solved. I immediately felt bad seeing this like robot dog die. I don't know what that says about yeah. me, but uh, anyway. Um, anyway, the blockheads like immediately pick it up, put it back in the machine and then revive it. They bring it back to life. This machine can do a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. And then they're like, okay, quick, we're going to hurry back. They replace low belly in the car with this robot, uh, fake low belly. Um, and yeah, like that's their scheme. They, no one notices this, this Mm. whole thing play out. They did it bloody quick. Shout outs to the blockheads for pulling off this crazy scheme. Oh, yeah. um, that efficiency. Yeah, they've got they just replaced you with a robot clone so damn quick. Um Before Prickle's milkshake even arrived. Exactly. Like that's damn impressive. Yes. Oh yeah. Prickle constantly complaining, harassing the robot waiter about his milkshake. Mm. Um I thought like they could have used this to like again double down on the like robot getting electrified kind of thing, but they don't um yeah uh it's just it's just a gag for a prickle to be served three different milkshakes and for them all to <laughs> spill on him uh which is very fun and then yeah <laughs> uh so yeah gumby goes off and gives his um autograph to uh the girls who come in and like fawn over him and then the robot malfunctions and sends gumby atop its serving tray over to Lucky Claybert, <laughs> um, oh, who yes. is a human man with a crazy voice. Um, mm. He's a, a TV talent agent, and he wants to put the Clayboys on TV and get them famous of any color you like. He's got he is a wonderful presence <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, he's like a um, newspaper character of Groucho Marx, yes. or like. Yeah, or d- drawn by the guy who did the artwork for the um, Pink Floyd's The Wall, maybe. Oh, yeah. But, like, very elongated. He looks like he's kind of been in a vacuum cleaner <laughs> for a little bit. Yes. Like, his nose and stuff is very stretched out. And, yeah, he talks in a voice I'm not even going to attempt. It's very, like... It sounds like if you were going to play a snitch at the beginning of a hip-hop video, yes. you'd do that voice. It's very, like, vaguely, like, yeah, New York gangster-ish mm. for no real reason. <laughs> yeah. It's a very strange voice, and I like it a lot. Um, mm. But, yes, he, su- he plays a surprisingly large role in the movie as well. I was very shocked. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's he's also long- very worried about money. Yes, he is. Uh, but we're in any colour you like, so get in your lane, bloody lucky Claybert. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so he's got a proposal for Gumby that we'll get to in a minute. Um, yeah, they drop off the prof at his lab um, and we cut back to what the... They all, they all leave, basically. They leave the cafe and then we cut back to what the blockheads are up to who have mm. rigged up a system where they play they've recorded the concert that they were at on their radio presumably just because they liked the concert and um yeah they play it to low belly to get him to cry the pearl tears to get them rich they've set up like this cage with a little like 
pipe underneath that will spit the pearls into a little <laughs> bucket it's like a very like a custom made situation here mm. in this robotics lab they've been hard at work these blockheads um yeah they even test it with a fake pearl yeah like, they pour some like marbles down to to show mm. to the audience like this is how this is gonna go <laughs> yeah it's great um because we get it yeah <laughs> um but yeah they like um <clears throat> blast start blasting the music at low belly who doesn't really react it, it doesn't start mm. crying and then the computer pipes up and tells them it says the subject will only respond to a live performance so low belly won't cry the tears unless it's the real thing um yeah hilarious that the computer knows this <laughs> um <laughs> but man this the computers are just like all-knowing all-powerful very impressive things in this world um it's just yeah i guess that's just book logic i don't know um Mm. but yeah uh so the fans are still creepily watching tara and ginger is still here they've followed gumby home uh and are just watching what he's up to because they're that big fans (laughs) and um (laughs) lucky claybert arrives at the farm to sign the lads um gets mm. them to sign a contract uh he, he listens in on their recording on the, not on their recording on their um practice and he says this music boggles my brain fantastic <laughs> <laughs> which is true of pink floyd as well mm. this that music boggles my brain regularly fantastic <laughs> um that's a sticker that's going to go on a reissue of Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> it boggles the brain, comma, fantastic. And it's just the Lucky Claybert reissue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with a full Gumby music video attached. I mean, they might not even need to make a new one because... Yeah. This is my be it. Arson one Redditor think this might be <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so Gumby does like lots more transforming as part of his performance because that's his powerful move mm. that he does. Um, and yeah, they have a go and have a private chat in Gumby's office, which is just a stack of hay bales with like a dartboard and a desk, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah, and everyone climbs up the hay bales and looks and watches from above. Um, yeah, a lucky Claybert basically wants to make a music video um that will get the the lads famous even though they haven't put an album out he's like if you make this music video we'll put it out and everyone's going to be talking about you um and so yeah everyone agrees and the hay bales toppled topple down covering everyone in hay but it's all good <laughs> everyone signs on everyone's happy mm. um and lucky claybert heads off He's like, all right, the camera crews will be here. Um, I'll get them, get everything organized. And so he heads off. And then immediately a TV van arrives. You're like, fuck, that was quick. But no, <laughs> it's actually the blockheads who have disguised oh, yeah. a refrigeration truck as a TV truck. Amazing. You see like the little sign <laughs> peel down very Looney Tunes style, um, revealing mm. it. It's great. Um, and yeah, onlookers again, like the the fans are just watching this, um, not twigged yet to some that something's amiss. Um, uh, the a blockhead comes in, delivers a letter to Gumby, explaining that about the TV appearance that they've got to go on this truck, and so they're like, okay. Um, all the uh, the clay boys 
they except for gumby who's like having to do something here at the farm presumably i don't know why he doesn't go with them immediately <laughs> he's got to do his shift now yeah <laughs> he's got to tend the fields briefly um yeah uh but anyway they pile into the back of this um truck and they sit in there uh with all their instruments and then the the um the blockheads drive off flicking a switch that turns on the refrigeration of the truck and freezes them solid the logic mm. of um like clay making being less malleable when it's cold is very clever here like yeah it actually like the the consistency of clay is like played up a lot in this movie um and it works really well like they freeze them here and yeah like <laughs> that's how you get uh plasticine to set by making it cold you put it in the fridge or something um yeah so that's yeah amazing um yeah and then the fans are like all right let's go along to the recording uh situation uh so they're following along in their car um trying to see where this uh this truck is going taking them to the tv station but they drive out and leave the book and go into the the robotics book um and so they're like wow what's going on here um and they peek in and are watching this whole situation uh play out Mm. Uh, they see that the the clay boys are like frozen solid and are like wheeled into the book and they're like oh that's weird let's investigate what's happening um as we go into eclipse at the end of the first playthrough uh they make robot duplicates of the clay boys using the same machine um yeah they've got like horrific like metal skeletons in the shape of their bodies yeah yeah like make robot doubles um so do they just have these already like oh one day we need to make robot doubles of everyone we've ever seen i have no idea the the blockheads have like unlimited resources they are Mm. nothing if not hard workers as villains like it's a wildly impressive scheme that they have here. It's it's kind of yeah. nuts that it goes wrong. Like because they've they've thought <laughs> Honestly, they've thought of literally everything and it's like mm. they seem to have almost omnipotent knowledge of what's going on. Um Honestly, if they tried it with anyone who wasn't as like popular as Gumby, yeah. if cuz people just want to watch Gumby and hang out near him. If they'd done it to, like, me, it would have been fine. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, they've been pulling mm. this scheme for years with numerous yeah. podcasters, and it's gone fine. <laughs> but no, the Gumby's too popular a man that people will miss him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, they program <clears throat> the Thinbuckle robot to go and capture Gumby with, like, this... They, like, electrocute his brain or whatever. It's pretty harsh looking yeah. and we see that over like absolute silence as well <laughs> yeah. um so uh back on the farm low belly the dog the robot version of low belly is chasing tilly the chicken which i found out is actually a recurring ca- character in gumby tilly ah. is mentioned all the time which is wild um <laughs> but yeah it, he gets covered in manure because he's chasing tilly around and needs a bath and um as the truck returns to collect gumby to take him to the recording studio quote unquote um we go into the second playthrough and Mm. gumby narrowly avoids seeing 
uh, what happens next is he is thrown into the back and driven away, uh, frozen much like his other bandmates. Uh, we uh, go into the screams of breathe as Robot Lowbelly is fried <laughs> in in a bath of water. Um, it's very scary seeing um, Prickle pulls out the body of Lowbelly and you see the like yeah. robot parts sticking out of him. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> mm. it's intense stuff. Because um, we're you know this whole film has made us love a dog that's made of clay yeah so why can't we love this dog that's made of metal and yet we yeah see it fried and destroyed yeah awful it's, it's a cruel trick you're playing art <laughs> creator of gumby yeah got us got by art um yeah uh every week on the show we're got by so art. true <laughs> uh but yeah so um prickle like immediately figures out based on like he's obviously dealt with robot doubles before or something because he's oh, like he's like yeah this is a they made a robot copy of um of low belly we gotta go find the real one <laughs> we gotta go find gumby and sort this all out um and so they jump into gumby's car but it doesn't work um it doesn't start because you don't have gumby's magic the fonz touch or something i don't really know why mm. Um, or maybe it might just be a piece of shit car. They are very poor, <laughs> after all. Yeah, you know, it's another bit of capitalism sneaking into yeah. the Gumbyverse. Rearing its ugly head <laughs> yet again. Yeah. Um, yeah, Goo goes to try and call the TV station, but doesn't know the number, which I found very <laughs> funny. Um, and yeah, um, Robo Buckle uh, goes and wheels Gumby over into the robot lab and mm. um yeah over breathe and we get uh him being cloned there's a the robot clone of gumby is created i do like that the the gumby clone has to have a like extra piece of metal at the top of its head for the head shape of gumby <laughs> to be right <laughs> which i i think that's great i think potentially these metal skeletons are actually part of the gumby models um oh. and that's how they like ambulate and move around potentially um and they yeah. just like put them in the movie as a plot point which is i think is pretty cool um yeah yeah uh yeah because i'm i've this whole episode i've been staring at an image of gumby i can't imagine that just staying up by itself right? you know yeah and then still being malleable no 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 they've got a little robot skeleton mm. inside it turns out that of they're course. all robots <laughs> that's the <laughs> twist um it's <laughs> they'd like our art and his um family had actually invented like an amazing robot technology <laughs> that they've just used exclusively for gumby over the last 40 yeah, years they've just been keeping it to themselves the gumby tech mm. <laughs> gumby <tech. laughs> uh but yeah um they clone him and um uh, his guitar case is left outside the book is like a clue for later thankfully um yeah and yeah the the robots are now gathered there's a full robotic version of the band uh here and they're they're ready to do a performance for low belly <laughs> uh to make him cry <laughs> pearl tears you know like who couldn't have seen hmm. this plan come together it's so obvious uh, <laughs> and yeah they they begin their performance but they are absolute trash because they are robots and they don't have a musical bone in their bodies there's yeah. not a 
uh, a computer that can teach the music to the to the band robots. That's just not how it goes. The music's in your soul, man. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> um, but yeah, the the fans, by the way, are still watching this. I keep referring to them as the fans. I don't know why, <laughs> but um, here they are. They're just they're just hanging out and watching. Uh, and they're like, oh, it'll be all right. Gumby can take care of himself. He's a tough guy. But we see him get wheeled yeah. completely frozen into a locked room. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's it's so good. Um, mm. So, yeah, they watch this terrible performance. And then they're like, all right, this is bad enough that we have to act. It seems like there's nothing we can do. And so they run in, but they trip over... <laughs> Uh, a wire of the speakers revealing themselves and the blockheads yeah. are like what and then they spring into action and try and capture them with nets as as they do uh just like net technology is massive in this film as yeah well. man if you're trying to catch someone and you don't have a net what are you doing like nah. these guys have nets on hand at all times yeah and their advanced robotics lab yeah, i think this is why like as a kid i had a constant fear of robbers and and being <laughs> captured and stuff like this like it's yeah. probably coming from this movie i don't know um and you're always trying to save farms it's <laughs> true i just I can't take you to the country at all <laughs> like man that's a really cool dog you've got does it cry pearl tears? <laughs> like, get get away from my dog, child. <laughs> you weird boy. <laughs> can't take you to the library because you're kind of trying to je- jump into a different book. Bashing my head Just against by books. ramming your head against yeah. green eggs and ham. <laughs> I do want them. Sam is Sam. I am is not appreciating them or whoever. And it's not Sam. Yeah. I am. Who's the guy? Does he have a character name? I don't think so. Don't, the keeps, audience surrogate yeah. of Green Eggs keeps and Ham. talking to Sam I Am. Yeah. I don't know. It's all in his perspective. Yeah. But anyway, he doesn't appreciate the Green Eggs and Ham, and I bloody would. I actually had yeah. Green Eggs and Ham once. My parents made Green Eggs and Ham for me as a small child. On purpose? Yeah, on purpose. Like, it's a okay. like food dye. Um, oh, that's yeah, sweet. Yeah, because I was a little kid and I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. And yeah, they did that. Mm. That's just a cool moment from my childhood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. Um, anyway, back to Gumby. Uh, the girls... Another cool moment from your childhood. Yeah, um, the girls are trying to um, find the book, but they've gotten lost <laughs> here in the toy shop. They presumably don't get around as much as Gumby does, but... Um, they go into the wrong farm book. They go into Old MacDonald's farm, which, as we know, is it's it's a separate entity to <laughs> down on mm. the farm. Completely unaffiliated series. <laughs> and here it's just like all these farm animals just singing a truly terrifying rendition of um, Old MacDonald had a farm. Uh, there's a <laughs> like circle of ducks that are just spinning around each other and singing the song. But they have like a very discordant set of voices it's pretty spooky actually i don't like mm. this version of old mcdonald had a farm <laughs> uh yeah i cranked the pink floyd back up for this yeah part. probably wise um but yeah so the the fans eventually um pop out of this place and follow robot gumby who is in his truck ready to capture the um the rest of the friends and get them out of the way next um and so 
he comes back uh, robot gummy comes back to the um friends uh that's uh goo prickle and um pokey who are here and mm. uh basically convinces them them that he's the real thing and tries to trick them into the back of the van uh this robot gumby is also being remote controlled by the blockheads from their base uh you, yeah. They are looking on a screen and seeing through Robot Gumby's eyes and controlling him with a little joystick. Um, and uh, the fans arrive just in time over the crash sound and on the run uh, and like slam into frame and yell at them that it's, it's a robot. It's not a real Gumby. And they, uh, yeah, move to escape and goo <laughs> subdues Gumby by turning into a plane and shooting of course and shooting him with like blobs of goo yep <laughs> yeah that's so she yeah again we've been told this is a mermaid yeah. and does the first thing she does you ever seen a mermaid turn into a plane no i guess i mean last time i tried to watch a little mermaid i did get a call from my parents and i ended up talking to them for the whole film and didn't get to watch the oh, film no. so i did miss that scene <laughs> yeah it's pretty deep in there yeah yeah it's, it's an- also like if she's spitting out her self i think so Gumby, yeah does she have to go and get it back or is this she just smaller unknown now? maybe she can generate an infinite amount of herself um yeah is that the same for all of these gumbyites i don't know see now you're thinking like me now you're thinking like <laughs> like james who gets lost in the source of gumby and blues clues this is no. the life i lead where i get hung up on these kinds of crazy questions all right welcome uh, to my world it's some sort of it follows kind of curse and now you're free and i have to pass on <laughs> yes my gumby question I never have to curse. think of gumby again <laughs> <laughs> i'm free and i just disappear off the call no <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so <laughs> uh robot gummy gumby is uh subdued the um the transmission ends and is no longer being able to be controlled by the blockheads um yeah <laughs> lucky comes back in his car at this point he's saying that like a camera crew and everyone will be on their way in two hours they're going to be here to record he's very obsessed with this going ahead and it's like well yeah. we're dealing with a situation in which gumby has been replaced by a robot so like we've got to resolve that and basically lucky's along for the ride because he's just like i need to get this production done <laughs> you know yeah gotta protect my investment basically yeah he just is it's so funny that he's along for this whole adventure from this point as part of the like <laughs> the strange crew of prickle and goo mm. and pokey and then just a man <laughs> it's <laughs> so funny um anyway yeah so they go and search for gumby in the books um the, again <laughs> the um ginger and tara cannot remember uh what book they were at with the blockheads a few minutes ago um and so they were like i think it's like a computer robot book don't know um but they spread out and look for <laughs> like he's like let's look at books that mention computers and robots <laughs> it's like right yeah so i think we were all on the same page for that plan they're lucky but yeah. i'm glad that you put it into words um yeah uh 
this is solved pretty quick as um pokey spots a guitar case outside the robotics book and mm. um prickle comes in as the voice of reason and says hey maybe we shouldn't go in uh it could be pretty dangerous we should call the police and lucky's like nah it'll be fine if we stick together <laughs> which is oh. wild messaging for a kid's film to have like so mm. long as we're all together it'll be fine we don't need to call this police about this kidnapping situation that has happened uh very again fascinating that the police exist in this oh, world yeah. i mean the fire department does right oh true yeah uh okay yeah oh incredible uh, and they're equipped to handle this yeah apparently uh <laughs> Huh. prickle yeah suggests it but is immediately uh rebuffed and <laughs> we it's it's such a bad lesson but whatever um mm. yeah they sneak in as uh we get into times vocals and um the blockheads are distracted desperately trying to get their gumby robot back under control um and uh pokey sneaks up on them and donkey kicks them in <laughs> one of them in the back of the head <laughs> <laughs> and uh goo transforms into a rope and like ties them up um again just like leaving behind a trail of herself wrapping them up for such mm. a wild power um but anyway yeah um they free uh low belly from his cage um and he immediately goes over to where gumby and the crew are locked away in this like refrigerated room um which is locked with a key card. Uh, we cut away very briefly to see Robo Gumby come back to life and um, be able to see again and is now in hot pursuit. Uh, and the blockheads are desperately trying to sneak their way over and get back in control with the joystick. Um, <laughs> uh, when Prickle just walks over, grabs the key card and like walks over and lets them out. Um, and. <laughs> We go into this room and Lucky delivers another wonderful, a classic Lucky line here. Oh, yeah. It's just, I tell you, it's cold in here. Colder than a <laughs> witch's heart. <laughs> oh, a witch hurt him once, didn't it? Apparently. It's just such a great line. Um, oh, my God. But yeah, the, the band are all here. They're like laid out in frozen stasis on top of like a table <laughs> um mm. <clears throat> prickle turns the thermostat up to revive them um all the way up uh very very high to heat the room and um a goo uh, <laughs> is instructed to go and find some hot soup and comes back into the room and says i found a robot that makes soup <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just has a little cup of soup for gumby who comes back to life i just that's such a weird thing to have in this when especially like the rule of this room is that you can't trust the robots no. on the side of the blockheads like to then oh but this one makes the classic neutral the soup. soup robot if you had a robot that made hot soup why aren't we living in that reality where's my hot yeah. soup robot that's what like that's just a great idea left on the table of the gumby movie mm. guys where's my hot soup robot they sh yeah they shouldn't have buried it this deep in a movie also hidden behind the those bonkers alphabet soup ads like 
This is what people should have been... Yeah. This would have helped the movie. I think so, yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, Gumby wakes up... world where soup is as easy as toast. (laughs) Yes. Excellent. Oh, man. I just... I'd love a hot soup right now. It's been very... Oh, is that it? It's been very chilly. I'm just, like, all about soup, man. Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had some pretty good soups lately. Yeah? Let me tell you. Had a mushroom yeah. soup uh, this last week gone. It was very good. Oh. Yeah. Living that soup life. See, that's a real life, I guess, character development fans can enjoy over the show is that I don't think I liked soup when we started. Whoa, really? Yeah. I like soup. Yeah. Oh my God. Soup's the best. Never hugely into it. Like, I'll do soup some days, but I'm going to eat the scones and enjoy them more than the soup. But now... Don't even wow. need the scones. Hold or the Sunday. You have soup and scones, like as a combo. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I don't think you know, that's typical. Like a hot scone. Yeah. No. Really? No. I know. I know scones. I know what. <laughs> I've enjoyed scones in my life, Gareth. I, I, I just don't no. think as a pairing that that's a very common thing. Like you have like no like way. bread to dip in scones. Sure, not not bread, not scones in soup. Sorry, <laughs> bread to dip in soup yeah. is like croutons and things like that. That's a thing. But I don't know about scones and soup. Nah, it was like every Sunday you'd have your soup out of your weird ceramic bowl with an interesting handle. Yep. that made it impossible to lift. <laughs> okay, um, especially because of how hot the soup sure. was. Then you'd have these incredibly hot scones. Wow. And you weren't really supposed to dunk the scones in the soup. They were supposed to be their own side thing. But, I mean, you dunk them anyway. You got it's, it done. It's soup and scone Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, my God. The soup and scone digression on this podcast is, like, exactly what people <laughs> want. My God. Yeah. Oh, the best. Oh, I'm worried how rare it is. I need to check in with my family. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, yeah, just confirm with them that you're not being gaslit into thinking that this is like a very common thing <laughs> i've had this happen in my family multiple times where um yeah uh you they will uh there's a thing that i just think is a natural part of life that i or, or like a saying or a, a euphemism or something that i will say and yeah. everyone will look at me really weird and it's just a thing specific to my family as an example to make you feel better, I guess, about the soup and scones thing. Uh, <laughs> in my family, if you uh, use a, if you eat your dinner and um, have a fork or knife left unused because you never like needed it for the meal, that knife, yeah. that utensil is called a fairy. <laughs> Every time, and so I was going out for years, Gareth, like put, yeah. like into my twenties, saying like, oh, I've got a fairy. <laughs> when i haven't used like a knife or fork and everyone like i would get no reaction out of people and it wouldn't be until like probably about 25 that i found out that that's just a thing in my family wow is it furious and like a winged creature or a boat no fairy isn't like a winged creature like a okay like a special pristine thing you know i think is the idea yeah. Oh, and then what? Can you put it back in the drawer? Yeah. You've declared this is the fairy. Yes. The fairy can now return undisturbed. Exactly, yes. That's absolutely okay. right. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, yeah, never put a real fairy in the dishwasher no. ever. So, okay. No, there you go. Okay, yeah. This is why I never, like, I was always too scared to try out observational comedy. Like, <laughs> relatable. Hey, you ever noticed how when you're 
in the men's room, like, I would just be so scared that it was just specific for me <laughs> and that I just out myself as some sort of weirdo. Yeah, man. That's why we use it on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah. This explicitly we comedy show. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. You guys ever feeding your pet lizard and your pet lizard gives you a wink and you're a bit confused? Hey. <laughs> Well, the other day, and people were like, what the wow. hell? You had a pet lizard? I didn't know that. No, I never had a pet okay. lizard. I wish. No. I've been thinking a lot. Like, I wanted to get a pet turtle. Is this anything? I don't know. I wanted to get a pet turtle when I was um, 13. Wow. And every so often I remember that, and I think I will still have that turtle now. Yes. And in a different world, maybe the same universe where Gumby was more popular than Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I have that turtle. Oh, my God so good i okay i have one final digression story and it's about a turtle um so um my dad (laughs) want this is paints this story by the way paints me in a terrible light i'm gonna be Uh the worst most ungrateful son by the end of the story so here you go um my dad really (laughs) wanted to get a turtle my dad has um fish pet fish and Mm. um uh, it has like, and, and we also have cats and things as well. Um, but he, uh, really wanted to get a turtle and I said very without thinking in the moment, I think it was like Christmas Eve as well. When I said this, um, I said without thinking, no, you can't get a turtle because it will outlive you. And then I'll have to look after it, <laughs> which is true <laughs> and brutal. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it, it's a thing that I shouldn't have said. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. But that's the sad thing is everyone's going to reach the age where they're too old to get a turtle yeah. and not have to like find an heir to their turtle fortune. Yeah, like it's a. Tr- it's, yeah. <laughs> I'll never live that down. By the way, that is, I still yeah. get called out about the turtle thing. Because That's I'm, a, I'm a mean and ungrateful son who won't let his dad get a turtle, who won't care for his turtle after he's gone. He's looking at his fish tank full of fish and being like, mm, too much water. <laughs> exactly. I need, need a turtle in there. Yeah. So there you go. That's the final cutaway intermission story of Gumby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get your dad a soup robot yeah instead. i like that and there we're were back. that there were four ads for four different shows and then four separate <laughs> stories there that's a nice symmetry yeah. um <clears throat> yeah okay oh my god uh <laughs> so um gumby wakes up in the in the um in the lab and gets explained what's going on he goes out and um goes over to the computer and disables the uh, robot band here who are all freaking out and playing terrible music still. Mm. Um, and uh, the computer very helpfully explains exactly what's going on here. This whole convoluted plan is laid out very succinctly by the, by the computer, saying that the Thank dog's going to cry tears that turn into pearls. And Gumby's like, whoa. <laughs> Okay. Um, he also sees that the, um, the through the viewport that um, the there's a a robotic version of himself here <laughs> that he's like, well, I definitely want to disable that. <laughs> he just presses a button and turns it off. 
Um, and yeah, it's, imagine like discovering there's a robot version of yourself roaming around. How surreal yeah. that is as a concept. Um, amazing. Um, yeah. Gumby's not afraid Hell to no. raise these big issues. Yeah. <laughs> Completely unafraid. Um, so, yes, <laughs> it's time to go back and record the music video. But unfortunately, the thermostat has been cranked too high and the Clayboys have melted on the table mm. they are just piles of wet plasticine <laughs> disgusting um but gumby's like it's all right i'll call the professor and he'll know what to do um so we go over to him uh and he's got a new invention that will uh reinvigorate them uh they put these like weird like speakers up to them or like strange little suction cups on the guy's bodies and zaps them with a machine but it unfortunately shorts out, I guess, to fill time here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, so uh, meanwhile, the, the blockheads have been left completely alone and escape their bonds and get up and regain control of Robot Gumby, uh, who immediately springs into action and kidnaps Goo, takes her away in the big fridge van. Mm. Yet another fridge fridge van kidnapping <laughs> who could have seen this coming yeah i can't believe this keeps working <laughs> it happens so many times yeah. um it's so good and prickle sees this and he's like ah oh, shit and he goes and calls gumby on the phone <laughs> i just love how the amount of phone conversations that take place between yeah. books in the gumby world as well it's very good um mm. and gumby's like ah oh, damn it now i've got to go save goo um so he tells Pokey to go and get Gumby's dad from the fire station. Um, who's, he's going to be important for the plot, plot later. <laughs> it's not really clear why yeah. he does this, but anyway. Um, the Clayboys uh, get revived and seem to be doing okay. And they get sent back to get prepared for the um, uh, concert, the recording of the music video. But then Gumby still has to rescue goo before any of this goes down he's got to go save his friend yeah um and yeah goo is taken inside the robot book and uh to be locked away maybe made a copy of we don't know um and a chase ensues between robot gumby and real gumby um and like a terminator 2 uh showdown <laughs> exactly that it's awesome um so yeah he's like chasing after gumby with a net as as bad guys are want to do um tara picks up gumby in her car and (laughs) drives him to a book on the knights of the round table um actually this is a cassette tape i think rather than a book but yes but anyway yeah very confusing yeah but anyway he goes in this and Gumby goes into the into the uh, the medieval world and goes to this blacksmith and is like, all right, make me a suit of armor and a sword. And the blacksmith, <laughs> we're in the middle of money and he is just <laughs> talking about his, his issues. He's saying, well, I'm fresh out of swords because there's an impending war and all the knights have come and taken all the swords. So there's no swords and I won't have swords for the next couple of days. I'm fresh out of swords. I'm so sorry, Gumby. <laughs> it's just so so much information. Such a huge amount of detail from this yeah. from this blacksmith. So And again, the main preoccupation is the economic side of this war. Yeah, right? Oh, it's just taking a toll on the bloody blacksmiths. 
Um, he's like, mm. I can do you a suit of armor, though. And so he fits um, a suit of armor to Gumby <clears throat> as the robot Gumby is exploring the medieval world, trying to find him. And so we see Knight Gumby now um, as he's told, he's like, actually, there is one sword and it's embedded in a stone. It's the sword in the stone. And um, Gumby goes to find that in his suit of armor and is trying to pull the sword out of the stone and is getting laughed at by like some princesses up in a tower yeah <laughs> because he's too weak he's clearly not the hero of legend that we thought and is unable to pull the sword from the stone and uh suddenly um robot gumby scares him off and scares him into the tower and he pulls the sword from the stone because he's got insane robot strength <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah. a, a strange part of the myth that i don't recall um yeah that's just yeah guy Ritchie didn't cover that extra yeah, extra caveat in the sword of the stone legend is that if you are a strong robot you can pull the sword from the stone as well um so mm. there you go uh <laughs> um there's a bit of a battle that takes place inside the castle where um gumby uh and robot gumby are fighting each other off with um gumby's got like a pike that's getting slowly cut to smaller and smaller sizes like that one scene in robin hood midden tights um <laughs> very good uh yeah and yeah he <laughs> the meanwhile the um knights of the round table are just having a big old feast and like laughing at this whole situation being very unhelpful and for knights of yeah. the round i couldn't believe it um eventually tossing a sword up to gumby so that he can defend himself um and yeah the uh chased up the stairs and then swings down and lands on the table turning to a pile of gumby goo <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah the blockheads are like hell yeah we got him we said we defeated gumby but and, and enjoying a cup of hot soup each <laughs> yeah from the from the soup robot so shout outs oh, to them um but yeah of course gumby's fine he's got the powers of claymation and just springs back to life um to which the blockheads look on in amazement uh and yeah they like <laughs> um what happens now he he escapes um out out of the book grabs a crossbow yeah on his way out and fires it into robot gumby who is completely unaffected by a crossbow bolt like shrugs it off pulls it out of his body <laughs> crazy <laughs> it's great stuff this chase is insane yeah. <laughs> um oh yeah this is like every action movie should be jealous right it's it's so exciting this whole thing um so yeah back in tara's car driving along um uh and yeah firing crossbow bolts at uh this we pull up to a new book called battle of the nebulae um which is a space adventure <laughs> um we see gumby flying through space towards a starship which is pink floyd as heck and he um <laughs> he merges with a wall as as gumby can do he like goes straight through the wall into the spaceship and arms himself in the armory with a fucking lightsaber um <laughs> and so robot gumby appears 
and they do battle with a lights like gumby slices the sword of legend in half with his lightsaber <laughs> yeah um, oh man it's have to say your classic storytelling yeah it's the history of cinema right here you yeah know? The classic hero's journey has now been, you know, updated. Star Wars, exactly. 1977. Star Wars is here and it's real. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gumby, Robot Gumby quickly arms himself with a uh, uh, lightsaber as well. Also, Robot Gumby loses a hand, much like in Star Wars. Um, yes. He's got very uh, Luke Skywalker energy. Um <laughs> But yeah, they have a full-on lightsaber battle across a suspended beam. Um, mm. This is still a Gumby movie. Uh, <laughs> just great that this happens. This is like if you tried, yeah. if you turn the podcast on at this exact moment, this is like, this is just a fever dream that is taking place, right? Like if I'm <laughs> explaining what I'm seeing on screen, like what the fuck just yeah well you definitely be like oh okay they're talking about like a star wars maybe it's one of the like lesser known no, no, no. maybe it's like a clone wars thing <laughs> what's gumby doing in it <laughs> it's two it's... gumbies fighting each other in star wars fashion um yeah yeah and what was the name of the star wars knockoff again oh it was the gift of the nebula <laughs> it was called um hold on a moment uh battle of the nebulae oh yeah <laughs> You know, which is the episode um, 45, I believe, of the Star Wars saga. Yeah. Um, it undid all the good work set up in episode 44, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. Um, mm. <laughs> Don't know why they keep bringing J.J. Abrams back. Yeah, it's because he keeps inserting Gumby in and everyone bloody loves that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, So we've got... Yeah, so Gumby gets uh, disarmed, he loses his lightsaber, and then is cut into multiple pieces. And you're like, mm. surely this is the end of Gumby. The, um, the blockheads are again celebrating with fresh hot cups of soup, and uh, <laughs> these pieces of Gumby turn into six individual small Gumbies, <laughs> and they run out mm. and escape. Um, I forgot to say earlier that actually... In the um, medieval realm, uh, Gumby was cut clean in half lengthways and reformed as well, but also is immune to lightsabers, can turn into six smaller versions of himself. And I guess your only way to defeat Gumby would be to split him into many pieces and send the pieces into... Like the sun? Different... Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think that's that's the only way. incineration in the sun <laughs> gumby himself is oh. eternal gumby just destroys the sun instead oh no it's a then what are you gonna do yeah, you zoom out of the sun and it's just like a twinkle in gumby's eye and you're like oh no <laughs> uh but yeah uh tara asks which is she's like oh which one of you is the real gumby and they say we all are <laughs> And and then they merge together to reform Gumby. And that's fairly terrifying, I imagine. But but Tara's into it, so whatever. Um, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, the robot is still following, still on foot, chasing them down. One arm, lightsaber in hand, (laughs) fresh out of the book. (laughs) Um, And yeah, uh, as Gumby's dad rocks up in his fire engine... 
um, with Pokey and they set a trap uh, to stop him. Meanwhile, we cut, cut, there's a brief cutaway to the robot Gumby who is uh, chasing them down, uh, crossing a train track. He kicks the train with his foot and then slices the like spout off with his lightsaber. Wild. I know. Fantastic. It's a mad lad. What a what a nutter. <laughs> love love to see it. Um, uh, yeah, so it's just causing havoc here in this toy store. Um yeah. yeah. So Gumby's dad is here. Um they set a trap and uh robot uh Gumby approaches uh Gumby who's just standing there with like a fire axe. <laughs> like ready to defend himself and then yeah he gets sprayed down by the hose and then horrifically melts into like the robot skeleton um of gumby Mm. uh very scary and yeah the inside the book the um blockheads are very upset and they mobilize the clayboy robots to go and subdue gumby from within the book from like the opposite side but they come through and immediately also fry by standing in the puddle of water from the hose. Yeah. So they all... Which is nice. That's good thinking it through that something would leave a puddle, yeah. you know? Good logic there, yeah. But it, yeah. Blockheads obviously didn't think of that and they're like, shit. Um, yeah. It's all gone pear-shaped. Uh, so Gumby rushes in to save Goo and does so. Um, and then... Mm. <laughs> this would have been extremely confusing for you. Um, the Grooby comes in and constructs <clears throat> some cages now the grooby gareth is the grooby yes is a bee released from his small cage yes released from his cage because the grooby is uh related to bees he's like a little bee guy um with a hammer okay for a hand and he just builds stuff that's what the grooby do um i believe he was a previous antagonist in the series where he would just um he acts extremely quickly and can build things uh and would and gumby would try and stop him from doing stuff um from getting out of control and uh yeah breaking buildings and doing deconstructing and reconstructing things in powerful claymation fashion um the grooby is is an agent of chaos but is uh, also Gumby's pet. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that was the weird angle. There you go. Uh, yeah, kept yeah. in this little cage and is now sort of Gumby's friend after their adventures together. But anyway, that's that's okay. the Grooby. See, I did I did look up the Grooby because it was that was the straw that broke the oh, camel's yeah. back. The- and I went to, yeah, the Gumby World website. And what was fascinating was, what was the inspiration for the Grooby? <laughs> and the creator was like... It was just the muse. You might as well ask my father why he wrote 200 songs. <laughs> it was just the muse. Just the muse, man. Um, yeah, which I felt was beautiful. And I, yeah, could not question the Grooby. Even no, that, you can't after that. The Grooby just, no. just does what the Grooby do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Man. But yeah, it's, it's, it is nuts that the Grooby is such an important part of this. And it's like, no, never been part of the movie up until like the last 10 minutes. And then it's like, yeah, no, the Grooby, you guys remember, right? The Grooby? Yeah, here here it is. (laughs) The Grooby's going to defeat these undefeatable villains. And vital. You're going to love it. Vital to the Gumby lore (laughs) is the Grooby. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone loves the Grooby. Also, the Uh. Grooby is controlled by a whistle. Um... 
what part of the law uh there's a whistle that you blow and then the the ruby calms down and doesn't uh build oh, okay. its little <laughs> cages that it does doesn't build stuff the groovy sleeps in a rave because the whistles are just so calming. yeah i think the the groovy's life is a rave honestly <laughs> yeah. just constantly on mdma just- <laughs> oh. Uh. mdba oh. <laughs> no yeah, oh my god i love the groovy i could talk about him for a long time <laughs> um uh, Patreon subscribers will enjoy the Groovy Groovy casts where ge- six eleven hour long episodes available. <laughs> where now. Gareth and I do MDMA and try and do DIY together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know. And it's just edited. It's unedited audio of us going ow. Yeah, slowly hammering oh, our own hands. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah. The, the day is saved. The the um, blockheads are in their little cages and everything's good. Goo is also put into a cage, but is quickly broken out because the groovy yeah. is a little bit over enthusiastic um, about this whole situation. So that, that's just what that's Classic just what groovy. the groovy do. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they go, they head on back to the um, recording uh, to record the song at the studio or the barn or whatever. Uh <laughs> Mm. Lucky is here lamenting the ongoing cost of the productions. Uh, waiting for Gumby is costing him huge amounts of money. <laughs> um, and yeah, Gumby finally arrives alongside Gumby's mum and sister, who just arrive with cookies for no apparent reason. They're here for a picnic that has been, like, everyone just knows about. There's just going to be a picnic. Yeah. Word's gotten round. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. We also have the professor showing up for this finale again for no reason. Yeah. Um, so Gumby, we see that like is talking to Pokey before the performance. He's like, I'm going to have a chat with the blockheads and we don't see it. We don't see the chat or whatever happens. I feel like this is the only thing that was potentially cut from the movie. Gumby's stern uh, yeah. talking to, to the blockheads. We eventually find out what happens to them. Um, as recompense for their crimes, but it's fine. Um, uh, we cut to the performance taking place, and it's um, No Buckle is sleeping again up in the rafters, so they've got to coax him down with a powerful guitar chord as we, <laughs> as we get into um, brain damage. And, um, yeah, everyone gets into position, and they start recording and playing their song. And... They are playing a perfect rendition of Brain Damage going into Eclipse. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and it's shocking they had the rights. Yeah, we get a very surreal music video playing out mm. um, with Tara and Gumby transforming and exploring various strange imagery. <laughs> um, <laughs> I briefly want to talk about the song that plays over this because it's an original creation a song about Gumby and falling in love with him. If you haven't heard Ooh. the lyrics to the song, it is required viewing. Um, incredible that someone would write a love song for Gumby, but it is in this film yeah. and wonderful. Um, but yeah, visually we're getting some very strange imagery. Um, Gumby and Pokey transform into a carousel. Um, Gumby, <clears throat> dances with tara and then 
is spinning around in this enormous dark room filled with giant pokies um (laughs) which is something straight out of a pink floyd video like all the all the all the pokies standing next to each other remind me a lot of the walking hammers from the um the war Mm. video um yeah but yeah it's it's very strange um they transform to balls they do a bit of dervish dancing uh with the swords from earlier um it's it's great they ascend on giant skyscrapers um made out of blockhead faces they ride yeah uh there's like statues of gumby faces and tara faces uh there are they ride a rhino past <laughs> of course um uh plinths carrying golden instruments towards a wall of blockheads and they break through that it's all metaphor you know this is all a beautiful Mm. music artistic music video for gumby and the celebration of gumby and what he's all about and yeah which is a shame that it's happening over eclipse and then kind of basically (laughs) silence yes it makes it very strange and unsettling honestly um yeah yes but yeah, there's a little bit left. They've turned into um, a pl- they fly a plane uh, around again, avoiding blockheads, and then descend down back to the barn, and we see the performance. And then it, we zoom out of Gumby's eye. I don't know how this is done through camera trickery, but very strange <laughs> effect. Um, and yeah, while we we get a cutaway to um, Low Belly, who has cried just an avalanche of pearls. <laughs> over this performance mm. um don't know why this music affects low belly so much uh in such a way yeah well he it's the dancing I guess he so. thinks every time gumby busts out that magic that gumby's not coming back oh no so he cries his pearls fair enough oh my gosh yeah you know like it's it's strange because gumby muses even when like he finds out about the um the whole scheme of the blockheads right he says yeah um He's like, but our music isn't sad. <laughs> he says, mm. it's like, that's one thing that doesn't add up to Gumby and is never explained. <laughs> yeah. So uh. you're left, you're left wanting in that, in that regard mm. with the Gumby movie. Um, There's got to be one ballad on the Clayboys album. I hope so. Surely. I, <laughs> I think it's this. I think it's this weird love song. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they gather um, everyone around for the picnic after the recording. Um, they gather mm. the local farmers, and Gumby gives a speech. Um, he says that Lucky has started a farm loan company, <laughs> so now he's combination <laughs> TV producer and loan shark. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's started this company to give the loans to the farmers and send the kids to college. <laughs> yes. An actual concern of Gumby. Yeah, amazing. Uh, it's oh. it's so wild that everyone applauds. They they put up a sign showing the repayment interest rate of the loans on offer is three point five percent, and everyone cheers mm. at that at that reasonable return rate. Yeah. Like it's so funny that they're cheering a statistic at the end of this movie yeah oh my god that gumby was unhappy with the bank system in this world and just built his own bank (laughs) through magical dog tears yeah oh my god 
incredible he's like laundering money through his um pearl dog i don't Mm. oh my god um yeah the sequel to this um farm book that goes deep into how the pearl dog economy (laughs) yeah right ruined the farms it's gonna be fascinating the economy of the toy store and cursed everyone um anyway the work here is done pokey and gumby (laughs) are ready to go uh we see the blockheads are being punished by just doing the farm work that gumby was getting his friends to do earlier (laughs) so that's as bad as it gets for the blockheads just a fair bit of community (laughs) service that'll do you um yeah and unseen talking yeah we can't no we don't know what happened with gumby (laughs) gumby has freakishly strong powers so we don't know what he did but yeah. it was it was messed up enough to <laughs> to get these blockheads to into underline you know um mm. yeah so pokey and gummy turn back into their um clay brick forms and fly back into space like they did in the start of the movie and they yeah we as we get into the third playthrough of breathe they fuse back together into the 2001 space monolith and mm. we see our friend the alien who's been watching the movie along with us the, on his widescreen TV. And a, an arm reaches out of his um, television, presumably Gumby's arm, and turns the television off. And that's the movie. We get the credits yeah. with, um, yeah, some just some trippy stuff from the actual Gumby show. These are all clips oh, okay. uh, from from the TV show, the original show. And um, yeah, we get another original Gumby song over this, <laughs> yeah. um, which is so good. It's about Gumby going this way and that and all the stuff, mm. the zany stuff he can do. Um, and yeah, that's it. What did you think? How did it sing, <laughs> Gareth? Oh, man. Bloody Gumby. Well, <sighs> Honestly, it's you, me, that alien, and that guy on Reddit watching yeah. this. And, um, you know, we know one of their opinions. Yep. We'll never know the alien's opinion. No. And Unseen. I'm dead in the middle, and I have no idea <laughs> I feel. I think definitely this isn't a high number. No. Not a huge amount of yeah. sense, I will say. Um, definitely fit in the vibe. You know, like... Yes. It's a strong vibe sync, <laughs> but... But if we're going by the book, but by the numbers, um, looking at the statistics, like it's not, we're not high on the graph. We can't, we've got to agree. Yeah. I think we're, I reckon, oh, what do you I reckon? I think we're lower than last week as well. I think we're probably about a three here. Oh. Yeah. I think maybe we're, you know, no buckle did it himself. He wrote it on oh, the board. Yeah. It's a 3.5. There it is. He, yeah, this movie synced itself. I'm ready to applaud and cheer that number as it goes up onto the graph, Gareth. <laughs> I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know how Reddit works, like, if you're able to comment on this old post, but I would love it if you commented, bro, tried it. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> Sorry, 3.5. Yeah. yeah. There we go. No link, no explanation. No. Just my from my personal Reddit account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gumby fan 69. <laughs> All right. What are we doing next week, Gareth? What's the what's the follow-up uh, to the Gumbyverse? Well, we've kind of we're accidentally built a trilogy oh, here. Wow. We've done 
you know, last week we did clay yep. with the claymation stylings of Jason and yep. the Argonauts. And then I, this week we've done clay boys. Yep, double down. With Gumby. So it's, of course, we've got to fit the other side of this equation in our mm. full study. And we've got, to, we've got to do one for the boys. One for the boys. Just an episode for the oh. boys. And not just any boys. I want this to be about all the boys. Okay. All the boys that I've loved before. We're watching Netflix's rom-com to all the boys I loved before. <laughs> 2018. All right. It's a movie. I know very little about I've it. I've never heard of it, but I'm very excited. <laughs> so that sounds great. All the boys I've loved yeah. before. I can't wait to meet them all. Um, yeah. yeah. Listen to it on a Saturday, listeners, for the boys. <laughs> it's for the boys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Get at us. Yeah. Sink Floyd Pod on Twitter, oh on uh, YouTube, on that one Reddit post. Um, get at us. <laughs> Give us an upvote. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've been made of little bit of green clay gareth Blackler. i've been the robot skeleton replacement of james barron <laughs> and yeah until next time we'll see you on the dark side of on the moon on the dark side of the moon yeah yeah oh gumby <laughs>